8 Robinsons TV presents a Yellow Tub Creative Production. The Rooted in Love Show. You are watching The Rooted in Love Show. Welcome to The Rooted in Love Show with the Robinson Boys. I'm Ari Robinson. I'm here with my brothers. I'm LeVar. And Angelo. Yes, and we're here today with my dear friend, our brothers have met him now, Lincoln Cochran. Yes, sir. And Lincoln, I've known Lincoln for a while, I've known you for uh, just through work and yeah. life, but we want to have a conversation with you. I think you're one of the most, one of the most interesting people we know, and you're always positive. That was just sharing, like, you always uh, positive, and, and me, when I leave your presence, I'm, I'm always feeling better about myself. So thank I'm like, this, thank this is the guy we got to talk to. Thank you. Yeah, so yes, um, we want to get right into it. We want to uh, like introduce yourself to to our crowd, to our audience, to us, and um, like we just start by. Yeah, well, I'm Marius. Uh, my name is Lincoln Cooper. I'm, I have a, a middle initial as Steve, which was my father's name. Okay. Yeah. Um, to start from the beginning, I was born in a tiny little island. Trinidad and Tobago, Ooh. and many people don't know where that is. There's like a dozen rural map, but it's next right there next to Venezuela in South America. Wow. 1.2 million people, 75 miles northeast, 50 miles east west. It's like a tourist destination. Well, it's got a lot of attraction, but the island is an oil producing island. So the focus was on the oil production. Which, you know, it was a good thing for the other islands that depended on tourism right. for their economy. Trinidad made it well, one of the, well, like the, the Dubai of the Caribbean. Gotcha. You know, most of the other islands, they would come to Trinidad to find work. Okay. And, and then they all, we also have a, an asphalt lake. And that's like another miracle, God's creation. Oh. Uh, you, that when they dig the raw asphalt out of the lake, it keeps popping up. Really? Yeah. I have, I have never it heard of that. Popping wow. Up. So asphalt lake. Yeah. It's, it's so like, itself regenerates something. Yeah. Keeps popping back up and then they, they purify it and ship it all over the world. And then the island is famous. For carnival, yes, okay. which is normally carnival is just the Monday and the Tuesday before Ash Wednesday. That's like the grand finale, similar to Mardi Gras, but much bigger and and then much more creative. The colors and the, yes. the costumes and it's amazing. Google Trinidad Carnival and you will see some of the pictures. Yeah, no. how, <laughs> how intricate. How intricate this person is. And um, if you're going to go, make sure you fit before you go. <laughs> you're going to be moving and you're going to be dancing, you know, and the steel band and calypso. The steel band is the only musical instrument that was invented in the 20th century. Wow. And it was invented in Trinidad Tobago. So, we've never really talked about it from Trinidad. So, yeah. you spent all your early years there? Like, yeah, childhood? from age born, when I was born, mm -hmm. to age 35. Oh, oh wow. Up, oh, I grew up in Trinidad. But, guys, I had no goal or desire or desire to move to America. 
I would have a great life in Trinidad. Yeah. I would have a great life. I would, but, but you see, where you start from, I was born in an Anjupa. An Anjupa is a mud hut. Okay. With, with palm leaves covered with it, you know. We didn't have furniture, we had a hammer, you know. Right. And we ate with our hands kind of deal. Whatever mama put in front of us, we eat it. But we were so happy. That's a whole different life that we yesterday. We were so happy. When I yeah. wanted a gopher, there was a gopher tree in the backyard. I go pick a gopher. If right. I wanted an orange, there's an orange tree in the backyard. I go pick an orange. That's you amazing. Know, we talked um, about that, about the times that we just thought we had the least in life was our yeah, oh, time in life. And freedom. That's you know, the, the freedom. My, and the neighborhood. My, my neighbors, you know, were, we didn't call them neighbors. Mm-hmm. My, my best friend, Junior, at the time, his grandmother, they called her grandma. Well, I called her grandma. Okay. Oh, really? You know, and when she cooked something she knew that I liked, she would call me. They called me Linky. I was kind of spoiled growing up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but growing, growing up, it, it was, we never thought that we did not have enough. Exactly. We never thought that we did not have enough. I completely understand that. Right? You know, right. we didn't want to... A fancy. We didn't have a refrigerator. I was about to say that, like even uh, for like restrooms and stuff. How we came outside. There was an outhouse. Outhouse. Uh, wow. Yeah, okay. it was an outhouse, a finger outhouse. Yeah. You know, you to, got, to take a, a a shower. We had we there was a well, a spring well, mm-hmm. about down the street. No, even down the street was on the trees, and Mama would take us down here, and she would dip a bucket of water and bathe us. Wow. Until and the whole up, community used that, we used that place? Well, some of them. Okay. Until we could be there for ourselves. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and it was not until I was about seven or eight years old, my mom and my dad built a wood house. Okay. And now we have two rooms. Wood on up. When you say build the house, though, is that... Contractors coming in or Yeah, they? yeah, they had to hire a contractor to okay. the house with a galvanized roof and, you know, and a oh, gallery, and a, and, a, a gallery and a step to come upstairs, a two-story kind of deal, okay. right. you know, and, so what a, and a fancy outhouse, you know, and a, so what was the dishes that you, you say your mom was getting? So what kind of dishes were we talking, like the food and she the take, flavors? My mother and, could have taken anything, and when she fixed that, it tastes so good. You sound like cousins. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, she would take eggplant. In Trinidad, we would call eggplant bagan. That's the local name for it, eggplant. She would roast that on a wood fire and put some garlic and some onion and crush it. See, they're doing that at the five-star restaurant. Well, that's like you, really... you know, like they call it pate or something yeah. like that. And then she would knead the flour and make a roti on a cold pot kind of fire. I remember my father growing up, we didn't have, you know, often, he took an oil drum, empty oil drum, he bought four holes in the oil drum, right? right. And he put two pieces of uh, steel bars to make like a, the tray, and he cut a hole in the bottom, and my mother would put a cord cut underneath, so to have heat coming up, wow. and on the top, they put fire on top and she would make some bread and cake 
in that thing straight up. And they were no control. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. They, they, were, they were no control. They were all instinct that she used. That's amazing. To know. You gotta know the temperatures. Yeah. Yes. We didn't have electricity. Wow. <laughs> I remember once I was doing homework and it, it was a, a lamp. You know, when the lamp didn't have a shade. So it was a natural flame. So I'm bending on and doing my homework and I'm smelling this thing and it's smelling good. I didn't realize my hearing. <laughs> my father, was my father, smelling. He ran. Lincoln, your hearing is mine. And everything was natural, you know. Growing up, everything was natural. It sounds like it sounds like you, yeah. you had a, a very uh, natural and real childhood. I mean, you were telling me something about sports. Was that around that age when you was getting interested? Like well, that, that young the moment you could walk. In the islands, but mm-hmm. my big older brothers, my they played cricket. So okay. all that mm-hmm. if they're playing, I want to play with them. Kind of deal. So we didn't have fancy ball and bat and that. So it's no mm-hmm. football, basketball, none of that. We, we used to kick. You know what we used to do? You get a, a grapefruit. We would kick that thing. A grapefruit. A wow. grapefruit. Yeah. <laughs> we would play football with the grapefruit. <laughs> yeah, and then we take a the the end of the coconut branch. Mm-hmm. And shape it into a bat. Okay. And play bat and ball with, with that thing. And we, you know, we pitch marble. We will dig, dig three holes in the ground. Me and my friends. Yeah. And we the marble. Yeah. And, wow. yeah. So cricket was like the, the national sport. Cricket like baseball. Okay. Okay. Always been interested, but we just don't. They never had any right. here. But, but cricket, you know, in Trinidad used to be an English colony. Okay. So the education system, the sporting, cricket, and football, we call it football, it's soccer. Okay. Right? Shop for Rooted in Love Show merchandise at www.the8robinsons.com. Cricket and football, baseball, football is soccer, okay. right? And cricket was like a baseball here, and mm-hmm. football was soccer was like football here. Yeah, right. you know, yeah. we didn't have basketball. That was we had the girls played netball. We had tennis, but only the people who had a little bit more money. Those folks, yeah. We had, <laughs> we had, we had to have a racket kind of thing. Right. I I picked up tennis when I was later on in life. Gotcha. Ping pong because you can take a piece of plywood and make a racket. Yeah. Okay. You know, Did your father play sports? Or what my father played cricket. My okay. mother, no. She was a school teacher. Okay. God bless her. Did she teach at the school you were at? Oh my God. <laughs> 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 she didn't teach me, but you know what? I kind of kept me focused and well behaved. Right. Because she was there and all the other teachers knew that's. That's Jesse's son. Right, I remember right. once I, I messed up. And this teacher said, Your mother will, and she's, the, you know, the, normally when they spanking you in the elementary right. school, right. you put your hand out. When she got to me, <laughs> I. No! I'll never forget that, man. <laughs> but, you know. It's a real beat. Yeah. <laughs> The thing is, I could not go home and tell my, my father or my mother, 
that I got beaten in school. Right. I'll get a second beaten. Yeah, oh, we were the same. We were the same. Yeah, I, yeah, get a second beaten. And, and you know what? It worked. Yeah, you had them standards up. You were about to mess up. Yeah. It, it worked. So, so, like, that's, that's cool. like, don't call Pops. Or because my Pop was a pastor. So Pops is always <laughs> sitting up looking down at us. Yeah. So we would be sitting in church and we'll be talking to something. You'll look up and you'll see he'll have his look and you, you, you just sit straight up like oh, this. Yeah, or, or, he look, or he look around the podium like this. <laughs> that's the look. Yeah, that's, that's the look. So in school of church, we always had to be on our birthday. Yeah. I, you know how you said that one for you since I was the oldest? I remember times going to the country churches and I'm back there Trying to mind my business with other friends and talking oh, to them. Yeah. You know how he would get me? Angelo, come up here. In the middle of service, I would have to walk up there to the front of the church and he would make me sit on the steps facing everybody. <laughs> so I'm sitting there looking at everybody and my friends. Oh, you know, yeah. I had to sit on the altar. <laughs> or he would make me come up there and read for him. So he would pull the thing and he would like, just come up. And I would have to stand there and, and try not to look at my friends so I wouldn't laugh while I'm I didn't want to get that too far past the cricket though, because I know that yeah. you, you said you had those like early in life. Yeah, early in life. Um, um, I played uh, I played cricket all my life, kind of deal, until I, I grew up and came to America and there was no cricket. In fact, growing up, my dream, we all read guys, we all have mm-hmm. a dream, was to be a professional cricketer. Really? That was my dream. So what would you have to go to be a professional? I was in a, in a like in a league, uh-huh. and I was actually playing with guys who made it all the way to the oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's yeah, I was on the same team with these guys. But, you know, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. In his heart, a man makes his plans. But <laughs> <laughs> the Lord guides his footsteps. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. I was, yeah, guys, I was playing at the highest level in the island. Right. And I was doing well, you know? And then, I was about, what, 19, 20, I met this girl. She mm-hmm. came to visit, she was Trinidad, and we're doing nursing in, in mm-hmm. England. Her brother and I became really good friends. She came and we had one of those summer things. Fell in love with this girl. And her older brother was in the JCs. Mm. And he was the president of the Separia JC, which was the city where we grew up in. And he invited me to a meeting. I can't sell this man, no, because I want to impress the family. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I go to this meeting. It was a project meeting. And the very first meeting I go to, the, the chairman of the project was a bingo fundraising bingo. Mm. He resigned. And he looked at me and he said, Will you be the chairman? Yeah, right and I'm looking around and say, oh, can I say, you know? Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. To cut a long story short, we, we raised more money than they have ever raised before in their life. In the, oh, wow. it was in the organization. So, I got hooked on the JCs. And it was like the Lord led me to that organization using the, the, the young lady right. to, you know, create that some right. stance to yeah. lead me there. So my career now went from, I still played cricket, but I was more focused and on the JC's organization. Yeah. And the JC's organization, I would say, is 
responsible 80% of who I am today. Oh wow. Could you explain to us like how we looked at it? Was it JCI? JCI. What is it? What is the name to JCI? It used to be JC, now it's J Junior Chamber International. Okay. And the main focus is leadership development. Mm. To, to coach and train leaders so they can go out into the community. So wow. we did yeah, it makes sense now, because that's what I was telling you. Yeah. That's how I met you, because you was training managers at all the training. Like when I first we started, we used to do project planning, how to run a meeting, and then with all the learning by doing, how to do a present, make a presentation. So like, you had to like, do it in front of the people. Do it in front of the yeah. people. You know, we had monthly meetings, community development. We did community. You know, the need in the community, we got together. Mm-hmm. And you know, we used to build like bus shelter. Christmas time, we would have a, a Christmas party for the underprivileged. Mm-hmm. But what wow. we would do is we would go into the community, into the village, not you know, into the back roads, and we would invite the kids. That's wow, grassroots level. Yeah, yeah grassroots yeah. level kind of deal to get the specific need. Um, That's still a hard to like, you go from being. A sport player, when I know what we know about sports, you, you're almost a celebrity. <laughs> but you're at the sports at that point. Yeah. And you, and you go from that to now working with, that's a big transition. It, it's a big, but you know what? I was having so much fun. I was about to say, you probably felt, felt more fulfillment. I, I was, and I was making a contribution yeah. to, my, to the world, to my people. Yeah. You know, and, and I was, it was not like work or hard, or, you know, then. Right. And, and you could see the hand of the Lord. And I was sharing with you earlier, when the Lord put you in a place, He will equip you. He will equip you, He will guide you, He will open doors. So this Indian guy from the Ajupa, working right. in Ajupa, in the, the JC organization were more catered for businessmen. I was an assistant teacher at the time when I first joined. Wow. So it was highly unlikely that I would get anywhere in this organization. Right. Well, I became the president of the local chapter. We did great. I, I won a JC of the Year award. Oh, wow. And then I was the, I became the president of the Trinidad and Tobago JCs. Wow. And then vice president of the West Indies, president of the West of the West Indies JCs. Great of the world. Right. Oh my God. And you know, that was, that was God's goal. That was my goal. I was just doing. I was just yeah. walking by faith, not by sight. I know it's hard to get other people to, to get that feeling, like you said, like the fulfilling and, you know, in their mind, they want yeah. you to do that. Correct. Yeah. You know what they used to call me? That. One of my nicknames, they used to call me Mr. Attitude. Right. <laughs> because yeah. one of my favorite speech was, your attitude towards life determines life's attitude towards you. Mm. You get out of life what you expect. <laughs> You, you get out of life what you expect to get. Wow. Now that, that's again how the world works. In 1984, I was pre- vice president of JC International. And my, listen to my assigned territory. Bermuda, the Netherlands, Antilles, the Bahamas, Suriname, and Belize. What? So my role was to visit these countries. Train and motivate the people yeah. and the leaders, do TV interviews, do radio interviews. Crowd with certain And then, so in like around June, I campaigning for executive president. Because my role again was to become a world president. Okay. We had one guy from the Caribbean who had been, two guys had been world president. I wanted to be the third guy. Gotcha. To be world president. 
In June of 1984, I got a phone call from the World Headquarters, the Secretary General. The World Headquarters was in Coral Gables, Florida. Secretary General named Richard Haywood, English guy, called me up. I knew him, we met before. Uh, hey Richard, how can I help you? Hey Lincoln, how's it going? It's going great. Well, we know you're running for executive vice president, and we know if you run, you're going to win. Because everybody loves you, you've done a great job for us. But we need a director of training at the world headquarters in Coral Gables. We've looked around, and we need you to be that person. Wow. If so, you, I'm sorry to interrupt you right now. We go, we need to continue this story on the next segment. This is great. Oh, yeah. Uh, it works, though. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to catch up on the next segment. Yeah. Ooh. That was another one. Wow. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta go out and get you stopped. You just stop it.